We begin with the letter A. A is for... M is for murder. E is for... Danger! And, uh... Dodge. With... Monster. Help! Love me and be... Good yeah. evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Is For Podcast. My name is Sarge, and joining me tonight is the one, the only danger. I, however, have bad news that Monster is gone. Wait a second, I got that wrong. Monster has some other stuff to take care of. He will not be joining us tonight, but he will be back, maybe. We'll see how this goes. So tonight, we're going to talk about the letter Q, and it's going to be Quake, the video game. All right, you familiar with... Uh, yeah, I, what? You, you, just a, you just did a whole bunch of stuff real quick. Yeah, <laughs> I'm excited. Monster... Monster's not gone. He's just not that's, here tonight. That's what I said. Yeah. So on episodes where we don't have you, we uh, they're Sargeless episodes. So this is a Monsterless episode. Oh, yeah. That's all. He will be back. Maybe. He will. Yeah. He he will. Maybe. I, I, well, Nothing set we'll in stone. How, we'll see how his uh, his trip goes. Have, so. have you ever played the game Quake? Uh, not the first. Two, I believe it was the the one that was solely multiplayer. I did play quite a bit. I, I don't remember ever putting my hands on anything else. And it was really not that long ago that I actually played Quake for the first time. It was just a couple of friends decided they wanted to play it one night, so I just downloaded it, and then we played it for about six hours. So you know, it was a a lot of fun. You know, I I know that there's a lot of ties to Doom and and whatnot so you know uh, i do know that they actually wanted it to be separate things more than it was but that was all in hindsight so you know my my familiarity with with quake is more of what it was to video game industry overall than my experience really playing it yeah well let me just tell you that um quake is one of the i don't want to say the original first person shooter style games but it is it is up there when we talk about the OG of uh, of games here. So it was developed by ID Software and published by GT Interactive. The first game of the Quake series and was originally released at MS-DOS, Microsoft Windows, and Linux in 1996. Followed by Mac OS and Sega Saturn in 1997 and Nintendo 64 in 1998. I forgot it came out on 64. Oh, it most certainly did. In the game, players must find their way through maze-like medieval environments while battling monsters using array of weaponry so the whole take from this the vibe i get from playing the quake games at least the originals for sure the originals is it was more uh love uh lovecraftish like uh kind of like dark kind of like geiger in the artwork is what it was supposed to end up being. However, back in the 1990s, let's just be honest, and graphics, while state-of-the-art back then, were not all that great, and especially in MS-DOS. If y'all understand MS-DOS, you understand exactly what I'm talking about. You feel my pain. There is... The Quake did introduce some stuff to the game genre that wasn't necessarily as mainstream. For example, most people don't know that Trent Reznor from Nine Inch Nails did a lot of the music for the Quake games. Yes, he did. And you can actually find, and I found this out by, you know, trying to do a little prep for this, but you can actually find his Quake soundtrack on Spotify. I did not know. I did not know. So if you want to hear Trent Reznor and Nine Inch Nails from the game Quake back in the 1990s, go ahead and uh, pop on Spotify and find out. We don't get paid for that shout out, by the way. No, not at all. <laughs> but I, I did listen to a bit of it, and it was very Nine Inch Nails 
video game, which I should have expected <laughs> going into it. Let's see. Uh, what's my next thing here about Quake? There's just, I got like 16 pages and I parsed it down to about four because there's that much about Quake. But I will tell you, Quake's development was controversial in the history of ID Software. Due to creative differences and lack of leadership, the majority of the team left the company after the game's release, including co-founder John Romero. A remastered version of Quake was developed by Night Dive Studios and published by Bethesda and was released for Microsoft Windows, Nintendo Switch, PlayStation 4, Xbox One consoles in August of 21, including the original game's extended content and two episodes developed by Machine Games. The PlayStation 5 and Xbox Series X or S versions were released in October of 21. That is all the important highlights that you honestly need to know about Quake. And the reason why you really only need to know that much is because it spawned a huge, a huge cult following in the 1990s due to some very stupid people. And we will get into the stupid people and the things that happened for the cult following. And this is why I really just love the, the, the concept of Quake and everything behind it, right? Quake's ratings in the 1990s was 93% for PC, 76% for N64, a 94 out of 100 on PC. And Metacritic gave the N64 a 74 out of 100. Respectable. Yeah, respectable. I got four and a half stars out of all game uh, electronic gaming magazine. If you remember that, I used to get that in the mail when it had the uh, game disc in there so you could try stuff. I got EGM. EGM was really the last time I remember putting out demos of games, which doesn't happen anymore. I mean, Mm -mm. I think I've said this once before on here, but now it's all, you know, the game trailer and whatnot. I loved getting my hands on a disc with a whole bunch of demos. <laughs> you know, it was it was like the soundtrack for video games where it was just, you know, instead of a full song, you would get a full level or whatever. And it was great. I think one of my favorite ones was actually what PlayStation did for a little bit when they, uh, the PlayStation 1, where they would actually... Uh, put out the demo. It had music videos and stuff on it as well. Their whole thing was, are you ready? And it had a red E, you know, the stylized <laughs> thing and whatnot. It, it, it was great. I missed the demo discs. So EGM gave it a 6.5 out of 10. Uh, Game Fan, which I don't remember that magazine. I never received that one. That got a uh, 275 out of 300. I don't know where they got that metric from, but that's where they got that metric. Uh, games, sure. GameSpot, which is kind of still around, GameSpot, 9.3 out of 10, and for PC and for Sega Saturn, 6.4 out of 10. Uh, now, do you remember how long the Sega Saturn was actually out? Like, not in, long. Yeah, it was pretty much dead before it really hit the market. It seemed like it just didn't survive, and it seemed like it was way beyond its capabilities or way before its time, kind of like the uh, the Dreamcast. Yes. The Dreamcast was a great system that just, I guess, was, I guess, too expensive for, for what it was. It was the last gasp of Sega hardware. It was, they were, they, they, they were trying, they were trying. So when you yep. have a recipe for success, you stick for said recipe for success. We're going to get into ID uh, ID Software's uh, recipe for success here in a few minutes. But in 1996, we had Quake. The Quake mission pack number one with the Scourge of Armagon 
97, Quake Mission Pack number 2, Disillusion of Eternity. And then Quake 2 came out. And then Quake 2 Mission Packs. And 98, there's two of them that came out. 99, Quake 3 Arena. 2000, Quake 3 Team Arena. Uh, 2005, Quake 4. 2007, Enemy Territory, The Quake Wars. And then 2010 was Quake Live. And then you had Quake uh, Dimensions of the Past. 2017 was Quake Champions, and 2021 was Quake Dimension of the Machine. So you have a recipe, you use it, you keep it going. Not a big deal. Now, ID Software, who made Quake, do you remember what game they made first? Their first game. I know. I know they had their hands in Doom. All right. I said their first game. Not what they I had their hands their, in. I, I don't know their first game. All right. Their first game that they had was Commander Keen. Never played that one. That came out oh, first. Yeah. Yeah. Commander Keen. And I do remember the the ID logo on that. And you know, a game came out right after Commander Keen. I Wolf. don't, but you're going to tell me. Yeah, that's right. Wolfenstein. Yeah. 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 That's right. Which there is a fan theory that the main character from Wolfenstein is Commander Keen. Mm, BJ Blazkowicz. Yep. Right, so ID Software is a game developer based out of Texas, of all places. Texas, right? Everything's from Texas. Found in a ninth... What part of Texas? Texas is such a big damn state. It is a big damn state. Richardson, Texas. It takes you like four days to drive across Texas. I have my own thoughts on Texas. We'll get to that later, though. Oh, I know you do. All your exes are from Texas. No, that's the one ex lives in Texas, and she can stay there. So, yeah. founded in February 1st, 1991, by four members of a computer stock company, SoftDisk. I remember SoftDisk. Programmers John Caramack, John Romero, game designer Tom Hall, and artist Adrian Carmack. The, their most important technological developments of video games for the PCs running Mac and Windows, Wolfenstein, Doom, Quake franchises, right? They pretty much set the bar with the creation of first-person shooter genres with... Da, 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 Wolfenstein, right? Everyone remembers the old school Wolfenstein. And if you don't, well, you're just too young for this podcast then. Did you ever play any of those games? Yes. Yes, I did. Uh, I, I played Wolfenstein. I played a little bit of Doom. But one of the, the facts that I learned recently about Wolfenstein is hilarious to me in a lot of ways. And so... There was actually a game that came out for uh, NES, and it was after Wolfenstein had been made. And what it was is the the uh, uh, programmers of the game, those who were making it, went to ID and said, hey, we really like the layout of Wolfenstein and the way that the, the character moves and villains come at you and all. So we want to make the same type game. Can we borrow that that structure? And they said, yeah, sure you know, and let them go for it. And it was a Noah's Ark game where you're Noah going through Wolfenstein-like mazes and you have to gather animals. <laughs> right. It's uh, Noah Stein, uh, <laughs> Wolf and Noah. <laughs> uh, whatever. So yeah. ID Software is credited in the video game, National Video Game Museum in Frankfurt, Germany. It is credited with the... Creation of the first-person shooter genre, Wolfenstein. Wolfenstein 3D is considered to be the first true first-person shooter. Doom popularized the genre and took PC gaming to the next level. And Quake is as labeled the first of ID's first true 3D 
first person shooters. That's pretty big accolades for a company that was bought out in 2009 by ZeniMax Media. Yeah. It's no surprise that ZeniMax bought them out. Why not? But, well, so ZeniMax or Bethesda, you know, was a big ass company. So that makes me wonder now that Microsoft owns ZeniMax, does Microsoft own ID? You know, it's it makes sense to me, but you know, ZeniMax was growing bigger and bigger and becoming an Activision like company that bought up smaller companies. Mm -hmm. Now I don't think that they were on the same level as Activision where they would buy them and then eat them for dinner and and shit out of turd. It's no surprise to me that ZeniMax bought up something along the way like id that's that's that is true I, I i give you that let's go through id games real quick and then we'll circle back around to quake and all that right commander keen the invasion of i'm going to say this right vorticons well it was a platformer uh it came out vorticons that's how i always pronounced it so came out december of 1990 with wolfenstein Coming out in May 5th, 1992. I'm going to give it a full date because I love that game. Doom, which released after Wolfenstein 3D, December 10th, 1993. So as you can see, these games are being turned out. Quake, yeah. Quake came out in June of 96. Rage, which was a phenomenal game. I do love Rage. Uh, that came out. Trying to see if I can find it here. I want to say it was 2010, I think they, is when they wait, did it. No. They did the original Rage? Yes, they did the original Rage. And then uh, Bethesda announced Rage 2 as a yes. co-development between ID Software and Avalanche Studios. Rage 2 was a phenomenal game. It had a Borderlands, Never. it had a Borderlands feel to it. I loved it. Never played it. Always wanted to, but just never did. I don't have a better excuse for myself. So other games that ID put out that did not do so hot. Uh, Wolfenstein. Well, other than Wolfenstein and Doom, it was Hover Tank 3D, uh, Catacomb 3D, Rescue Rover, Dangerous Dave, uh, Dangerous Dave and the Haunted Mansion. There is one on here that I will rebut for this. It was uh, Heretic which I loved the heretic game when it came out. And I think the, uh, I think that it should not be on this other list of bad games from ID software. It was actually more doom esque, but with bows and arrows and magic and stuff. And it was phenomenal. Uh, Never played it. Uh, Hexen was eh, okay. It was a spinoff of, I believe heretic. It's been a long time since I played Hexen. Like I remember my dad letting me use the computer and he'd like, if you can load the game, you could play the games. So you get in DOS and you're like CD backslash space, CD backslash enter, whatever it was. It was so stupid, but the game was great. Oh, DOS, DOS prompts to load games was such a pain. So they took, I oh, hated it. Well, they took the Doom engine that, the, you know, the, the, when I say engine, I'm talking about the software behind the game, right? They took the Doom engine and made a game called Orcs and Elves. And it bombed. It bombed badly. Uh, now I want to go. I want to go back to something you said, where you're talking about they were turning out games. Yep. And one of the things that actually made it easier for them to do that was they were pretty much using the same, the same uh, monsters and the same villains from Wolfenstein, 
slightly reskinning them on into Doom, and they were you know taking ones from previous Wolfenstein games or and doing the same thing to put them into the next one where it looked like a different you know different animal, different monster, and so they were essentially using the same code and the same design to to you know turn out these games faster and it was one of those things where it was like you said if you have a recipe that works you know stick with it so these things worked in this one place so they just slightly tweaked them Mm -hmm. along the way and just kept themselves from having to make new every time that is true now we're going to get into what i consider to be the fun part of this conversation with with games like quake Right. If anyone who lived in the 1990s will tell you that video games became a hot topic conversation, both politically, morally and ethically. So Doom, with its notorious high levels of gore, occultism and satanic imagery, it sparked a lot of controversy uh, throughout a period which they considered to be a school shootings in the United States that found that Eric Harris and... Dylan Kelbald, who committed to Columbine High School Massacre in 1999, were avid players of the game. So they tried to pin two jackwads going into schools and doing all sorts of bad things on a game. Right? And that's not the only instance of it. And they will forever do it. That argument's actually come up again recently, that music and video games... Uh, yeah, it's it's such a bullshit argument, and it pisses me off when it comes up. Oh, then, then prepare to be angry, because I got more. And Wolfenstein oh, no, I, and Wolfenstein you know, 3D, the use of Nazi symbols such as the swastika and the anthem of the Na- of the Nazi party, a uh, Horst Wiesel lead, I guess. I can't. I'm, I'm. I suck at German. As the theme music, the game was withdrawn from circulation in Germany in 1994, and I believe it was Nintendo did not want the all that imagery taken out for the Super Nintendo version. I believe. You want uh, all the imagery of the villains of a game yes. taken out. Yes. Now, those weren't the only games. Now, Quake really got a terrible, terrible rap. So there was an article done called The Violence Behind the Game by Mother Jones in 1999, which piggybacked on a 60 Minutes uh, television special. It was uh, games like Night Trap, Mortal Kombat, and all that stuff was scrutinized by Congress. Uh, the Sega CD version of Night Trap, which I never played, was removed from the shelves of Toys R Us. Let's see. The government... Oh, well, hold on a second. Uh, da, 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 da. I'm trying to find my note. Hold on a second. Night Trap was cited as shameful, ultra-violent, sick, and disgusting, encouraging an effort to trap and kill women. In particular, a scene in which a character, Lisa, is wearing a nightgown while captured by augers attempting to drain her blood is found to be very offensive. Really? I mean, I mean, it's probably part of why it was in there to be mildly offensive. But I like that the game was uh, described as shameful. Yes. It was putting out anything and it was described as shameful. Hell, if somebody comes along and describes what you and I do here as shameful, I'd be like, you know what? Somebody has an opinion, and that opinion is fun to me. That is right. So, Mortal Kombat, they cited Mortal Kombat. The, uh, when I say they, I'm talking about the Senate Judiciary and Government Affairs Committee, who uh, they, they made to oversee video game violence. They said Mortal Kombat was the first video game to feature lifelike, realistic violence. Now, I, don't, I punched a few people in my life. 
but I have never punched somebody hard enough that I've taken their head with spine connected from their body. You're just not throwing a punch right. I, I mean, I mean, I, I don't, I, that's a Friday night for me. Like spines and punches is a Friday night for me. Like that's just, it's what we do. I, okay. So the whole thing about realistic violence, first of all, it's a video game. It is a game. It's part of what the genre is called video game. Okay. And okay. They looked real because they used a new way of, you know, doing the game. Motion capture. Yeah. That's when motion capture came out. Yeah. And it was a way that hadn't been done before. So yes, it's going to look more realistic, but I am pretty sure that in the case of, you know, the Nazi symbols and all, correct me if I'm wrong, but weren't they in the game and historically the bad guy? They they were, but a lot of people don't see it that way. No, I, I get that, but it just, it, it's so dumb to me. Instead of going, hey, you know what? We're going to change our, you know, educational system and what we're teaching kids, and we're going to teach them that the Nazis were bad. I mean, I feel like you should have got that somewhere along the way, just picked it up and just general society and, you know, growing up, Nazis are bad. <laughs> so uh, we, we are in the age where we're still talking about whether or not racism is bad. Okay. We can't, we can't say too yeah. much more on that. So we're going to move this right along. And in 1994, the Entertainment Software Rating Board, the ESRB, was created to give video games ranking based on violence, gratuity, uh, vulgarness, la 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 la. Everything has to be submitted for it. Everyone gets a rating. And, you know, you can get black market games without the ESRB ratings. And I don't know what punishment's going to happen i don't think i don't think anyone's going to track me down over any bootleg video games but in 1995 no. even with the esrb have you ever heard of a game called phantasmagoria yes i have played phantasmagoria even though it is banned in the united states i have played it and uh there is one part did you play it did, did you play it in the states or on one of your overseas i played it in the states uh, okay so Phantasmagoria, this game features a helpless female character. Uh, it is an extremely bloody game with sex and violence that are closely linked. In fact, directly as one video game sequence is, and I don't agree with this because I've played this game numerous times. Uh, there is no rape scene in that in, in that game. There is none. I don't, I don't understand where they got that from. And the game has been banned in the United States from retail. So I don't know where they got that from the game, but the game was very violent. Yes, it was. was I'm not going to say violent. It was very gory. So the premise of the game is you had to survive and you were in a house with a with a uh, person who was a doctor that did all sorts of weird things. And you had to solve them and, and survive. And it uh, look up the cutscenes from the game if you truly want to. If you want that in your YouTube history, go ahead and look that up. It's very gory. Oh, there's so much in my history of things. Just I've Googled the darkest corners of the <laughs> Internet and I, I'm not afraid of that. But no, I have actually seen clips from the game and it is very gory. But, you know, I'm going to go back to like what we keep calling it. It's a game, people. It's a game. It's a game. If your kids are killing other kids because they're playing a game. Well, guess what? 
It's not the game. It's you. That's right. You are the problem, parents. You bought them the game. I mean, you bought them the system they're playing the game on, the system or the computer or whatever. So take a step back. Take a step. I hate this argument. Not I don't hate the fact that we're talking about it. I hate that this is an argument that people try to actually use. Do I think that your youngest should be playing some of these things? No. 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 Do I think that my triplet should? No. Not at all. I don't think the 12-year-old should. I think there's a level of appropriateness to it, but as soon as the, you know, the board came along to, you know, tell us which games were appropriate to play at certain ages, certain games went up in sales because right. all of a sudden because all of a sudden kids were like, "Oh, that says MA. That's got the good shit in it. I want to play that." Mom, can I get this game? All right, let's talk about Jack Thompson in 1997. Do you know who Jack Thompson is? He's I, I remember hearing about this. So, I don't know who Jack Thompson is, but let's talk about him. Okay, so Jack Thompson was a video, an anti-video game activist and attorney. Uh, he so basically he was um, an or Andrew McCarthy. <laughs> so he filed lawsuits against uh, video games, claiming that they are responsible for violence perpetrated by teens. Teens. The lawsuit is filed on behalf of the parents of three children who were killed at Heath High School shooting in 1997. Investigation showed that the perpetrator regularly played various video games, including Doom, Quake, Castle Wolfenstein, Redneck Rampage, Night Creatures, MechWarrior, and Resident Evil. He also accessed pornographic websites and owned a videotape called The Basketball Diaries, which included a high school student dreaming about uh, doing bad things in high school. The suit, Basketball Diaries is a great movie. It's a great movie. The suit alleges that the producers of the games, the movies, and operation, and the internet, and the internet is also responsible, um, for were negligent in distributing the material to a minor. Oh no, not the internet. To make them more prone to violence. That's exactly why they did it, to make this one kid more prone to violence. However... No, targeting one kid with the entire internet, how dare they? However, the lawsuit was thrown out, and in June of 2008, Thompson was permanently disbarred by the Florida Supreme Court for inappropriate <laughs> conduct, including making false claims to tribunals and disparaging and humiliating litigants. So, he didn't do too hot in the end. No, no, no. I bet you it was, um, I bet you it was the internet porn. Yeah. I bet you that's what it was. Making its way I, onto it, his computer. <sighs> it was. In the words of... Uh, the narrator and the Big Lebowski. Sometimes the bar eats you. Sometimes you eat the bar. Guess what came and out in 1998? What? That caused a controversy. You want you want to take a guess? 1998. Think about it. What game came out that was just shocked oh. the world? Oh, I Grand Theft Auto. You are 100 percent correct. Which one? Which one? The original Grand Theft Auto came out in okay. 1998, where the player's mission is to drive prostitutes around town, evade the feds, run drugs and porn, and in the process, kill lots of people. Well, Punching Spines was Friday night. That's my Saturday. In 2011, shortly after the 9-11 attacks, the release of Grand Theft Auto was postponed in order to alter a, uh, the content involving New York City. So at least the video. So what, what do they alter? Do they take out the buildings or? Don't know. Do not right. know. Have not been able to find it. Okay. And finally, in the 1990s, video game controversy around ID software. Now, this is all ID software. 
I need you all to know that is why I love that's why I picked Quake is because there's so much controversy behind that game and all the rest that ID Software put out. So in 1999, uh, the video game panic reached new heights following, unfortunately, the Columbine uh, high school, uh, the Columbine shooting. Doom in particular picked up, got uh, 90% of the blame for the tragedy. Uh, they filed several families, filed lawsuits against the entertainment companies for the deaths, saying that their children were essentially desensitized to violence and more prone to violence because it's all video games fault. And, and of course, well, it, that was that was dismissed by the uh, Court of Appeals the same year. Oh, so basically what happened was uh, the first person shooter was being blamed for people shooting and then people came in with logic and threw it out and said, that's bullshit. Get out of here. With this, the, the 1990s was a very, everyone was finding an excuse for everybody acting like an idiot in the 1990s. I mean, for Christ's sakes, people were saying that skateboarding was a crime and it was leading people into a path of drugs. Why people do that with video games, music, uh, skateboarding. Is beyond me. I mean, it's just an item. It's an inanimate object. It has no soul. It has no morals. It has no values. It's the person that uses it that can, you know. Do it. I have a, I have a theory. Okay. I have a theory. Every so often, you know, I think the first time we really saw it was um, mid seventies. I can't remember exactly, but it was uh, the the Satanic Panic. The okay. The video games. And all have just been another version of the satanic panic or the need to blame the video games is another version of that. It's really just every so often we have the video game blaming comes up. And then on the flip side of it, we have a satanic panic. You know, it happened a few years ago. And then video games and music are being blamed now. You know, I, I heard it just the other day again for... I don't know how many times in my lifetime, but it just seems to be a rotation of satanic panic and blaming video games for violence. You know, it's just, it, it's a rotating thing. It's just another form of it. And it's something else for people to jump on to blame and, you know, to, to give fault to the reason why violence keeps happening while senseless violence keeps occurring. It's, Unfortunately, it is also one of those things that so much attention was brought to these games that it literally created a game dynasty. I mean, think about it. We have we have all those quakes that I rattled off, which is a lot. And then we have all the Doom games with the latest being what Doom Eternal. I believe there's six or seven Doom games. Wolfen Would you want to talk about satanic imagery and... I mean, the two newest Doom games are just balls to the wall with metal and destruction and gore. And uh, it's just, it's it's almost absurd how much stuff is in there. But they're great games. Yes. And you know what? I turn the game off and then I go, I don't know, let's say six inches away and I'm not in that world anymore. I'm sorry, my, my parents raised me to understand the difference between reality and a screen. Yes, there was a lot. Unfortunately, you know, back in the 1990s, 1980s, 1970s, even to a degree, there were 
stay-at-home parents still. Mostly, mostly it was the women, and that's not being sexist. That is just statistically a fact. There were some women in the workforce. My, my mother was one of them growing up in the 1990s because my dad was always TDY in the Air Force, so my mom worked to help cover some of the bills when it's, it's not that big a deal. But we always had a parent home to make sure that we weren't doing dumb stuff, even playing video games. Like, my parents would buy us any video game we wanted. Of course, it was like Nintendo's. It was like Kid Icarus, Mario Brothers, Track and Field, Duck Hunt. But then when we All got great in, games. And then when we got into games like Mortal Kombat and stuff like that, you know, my parents bought us the game. And they made sure that if we were acting a fool trying to imitate the scenes from Mortal Kombat, that we got our butts handed back to us. Our neighbors, our neighbors could police us up. And my parents were okay with that. But now that we've moved into an era where television is now your babysitter and, you know, parents are strictly hands off and everyone's child is an absolute angel and the parents do absolutely nothing, you know, to discipline or raise their children, then you know, we're, that's exactly where we're going to be at. So I looked this up just so... Uh, I think we're getting a lot of things mixed up these days with parents perceiving their children as angels when they're demons. <laughs> So I looked this up because I uh, I wanted to see this. The Doom, the Doom franchise is uh, it does not give a complete listing of all the Doom games because people have cloned the games with permission from ID from ID software. They have cloned the games into different types of games, and while the game engine remains the same, the uh, cloning of the games still makes it a doom a doom-esque game let's see i did find checks quest was a game that was put out by ralston foods about checks cereals you run through a doom-like scenario collecting cereal pieces i'd play it yeah i'd, I'd play it and then duke nukem 3d which i remember go I remember playing Duke Nukem 3D. You could go up to the strip club and, and I forget what level it was and press the space bar and you give the girl a dollar and she'd like rip open her shirt and she had like balloon nipples or something like that that she'd wave around. It was great. I don't think my parents knew about that, but, you know, it was still great. And Wolfenstein was such a hit that it's still it's still kicking out. It's still yeah, kicking out I, games. What's the new one? New think... New Blood? I think it's yeah, the latest one. Wasn't that the one with the two girls? And it was it was the I think the first multiplayer Wolfenstein. I believe it was um, where you could switch between the different the different siblings because like one would go high low high road, one would go low road, and one would have a special skill set the other one would not have, and you could swap back and forth between them. So that being said, I think people didn't mind killing Nazis. No, I don't no. understand why everyone's got got so bent out of shape. But then again, it was the 1990s and everyone was trying to find an excuse for the rampant change in children's behaviors. So the most recent Wolfenstein game is Wolfenstein Cyber Pilot it came out in 2019 and it's set 20 years after the events of the new Colossus, which um, came out. It was Wolfenstein, uh, Wolfenstein, Wolfenstein, the new order, Wolfenstein. The Old Blood, Wolfenstein 2, The New Colossus, then Young Blood, and then Cyber Pilot. So it follows the story of uh, The New Colossus. That's good because they did the right thing by bringing in a fresh take on the series. So I think, I think they did a good job. But 
all all this to say that Quake, you can still pick up Quake. You can actually pick it up in a game bundle. All the games, all the expansions that I mentioned. You know how much they're selling for on Steam right now? $154. So if you truly want a Quake experience, go spend $154, get every game made by ID Software that's related to Quake and play the game. I it, I enjoyed the Quake that I did play, but I mean, I I can't see myself spending that much money on on games that I'm probably never going to actually sit down and play. Fair Just enough. Just being honest. Fair enough. Yeah. Just being honest. I know myself well enough to know what I shouldn't spend money on. Like or I have what games you're going to get in trouble I, with. Well, no, nah, I, I wouldn't get in trouble with it. But like I have games uh, sitting in my my Steam library. Never played them, but I bought them a while back. When they had the sales, when they had the flash sales or whatever they are? Yep. Yep. The Steam sales, the winter and summer sale. Mm -hmm. I've picked up a bunch of games, and I can't tell you the last time I even opened Steam, to be honest. I played on Steam the other day. I I just, I haven't. I've played more on Xbox Xbox, uh, Live than Steam. Well, do you know what time it is? Other than blaming video games for violence and everything else that happens in the world. Uh, is it time for dad jokes? It's time for you to give me a dad joke. All right, I got some math dad jokes oh, for um, you tonight. A math dad joke. Hit me with the math bad. A math dad joke. It's probably gonna be a bad joke. As Freudian slip right it's, there. It's a bad math joke. Bad math dad joke. <laughs> uh, try saying that three times fast. <laughs> so, what uh, what's the type of tree that math teachers climb? A geometry. Oh, you got me. You got me. All right. I have the dad joke to end all dad jokes. Okay, well, do you want me to tell you mine before you end my dad joke? Absolutely. Okay, well, I mean, I just, you know, if you're going to end the dad jokes, then I should at least get it out. Where do math teachers go on vacation? I don't know where. Times Square. Times Square. Okay, I'll have to remember that one. When does a joke become a dad joke when they have kids when it becomes a parent uh, yeah. <laughs> uh. well i am sarge and that was danger and that was the letter q for quake now we did throw a lot of information at you in a short amount of time so i hope you enjoy i really do this has been I, i've been itching to get this one done it was a lot of information in a short amount of time, so it really wouldn't take too long to go back and listen to it again. <laughs> and, you know, give us two listens. Give us two listens. We would appreciate that. Thank you. All right. Well, from all of us at Danger and Sarge, I want you to have a wonderful week, and we will catch you next week. Yep. Thanks, everybody. Bye. It's over. Done. Done.